Hey, my whizzes, you are listening to episode 103 of the Food Biz Whiz podcast. And in today's episode, we are discussing the right way and the wrong way to get feedback on your packaged product line and the most important thing to avoid when asking your audience for their advice. Let's get right into it. You're listening to Food Biz Whiz, the weekly podcast for everyone in the packaged food industry. Join your host, Allie Ball, to learn how to launch, grow, and scale your business. You'll hear real-life examples from her time as a professional grocery buyer, interviews with CPG experts, and listen in on actual client coaching sessions. Let's get going. I've got a valuable freebie to go along with today's episode. It's my workbook on 100 wholesale buyer knows, which outlines all of the excuses that I used to give brands who weren't a great fit for our shelves back when I was a grocery buyer. This download helps you prepare for any possible no and teaches you how to change it into a yes. Find the free link in our show notes. Okay, we are back with episode number 103, and I wanted to do this show in particular because I've seen this trend happening as more and more students are joining us inside of Retail Ready, our online course for producers who are looking to increase your wholesale accounts, and I knew that talking about this trend would be helpful for our wider audience. Here is what I'm seeing. Food founders will spend time and energy creating your sell sheet or visual elements for your brand, like a logo or packaging design, and you'll start developing new flavors or, you know, any sort of work in your business. And then you turn to your community, whether that's inside of our Retail Ready student group or in a public group on Facebook. You know, we've got so many like packaged food producer groups out there on Facebook, or maybe you're turning to your friends or family. And you say, what do you think of XYZ? What do you think of my new packaging? What do you think of this new flavor? What do you think of blah, blah, blah? So this, my friends, is the wrong way to go about soliciting feedback, even from your trusted audience. So first, let's talk about that trusted audience piece. While, yes, of course there is value in asking other food founders their opinions or learning from people who have had experience that you you in turn can learn from, it's really, really important to decide who we ask for for advice and how much weight we give it. So let me give you two examples to highlight my point here. First, we have a few baby food brands and a few pet food brands, cat food brands inside of Retail Ready. And I've had this experience where founders are adamant on getting my opinion on their flavor profiles, their packaging sizes, their visual design, on and on and on. So I've used this example in the past, and it is such a good one that I want to share it again with you guys today. So you guys, (laughs) most of you probably know this, but I don't have kids and I don't have a cat. I am 100% not 
qualified to give advice on what flavors of fruit blends are going to be most appealing to moms or whether the squeeze pouches should be three ounces or five ounces or whether cat owners want single serve portions (laughs) or resealable bags or dry versus wet food, right? I have zero qualified opinions on these topics. So when that cat food founder asked me what I think, it's actually detrimental to their brand if I give a strong opinion stating my personal preference when I'm actually never, ever going to be purchasing their product. So am I qualified to give an opinion on whether or not baby food pouches are appealing from a wholesale buyer's perspective? Yes. Am I qualified to comment on how it's going to look on the shelf, what case size that wholesale buyer wants, if a 50% introductory offer is going to be appealing, or what time of year to pitch your new baby food line to your dream accounts? Yes, I am. I am more than happy to give my expertise on all of that because that is precisely what I am qualified to do. It just goes back to being aware of who you're asking for advice and how much weight to give it. So another similar example is when I see food founders ask other service providers to help them out with things that aren't aren't where those service providers are genuinely qualified to help you, right? So we have this idea that if we hire one consultant or one coach or take one online course and we can get all of our questions answered. I mean, I have tried this in the past with my business. (laughs) I get it, right? We don't have all the money and the time in the world to hire a huge team to build our businesses. But again, we need to be aware here. So what does this look like? What does this mistake look like? Asking your branding consultant how to get more wholesale buyers to say yes to your product line. Has your branding consultant or your graphic designer worked in a retail purchasing position? Probably not, right? Or asking your financial consultant whether or not you should make your salsa a little bit more spicy to appeal to a different audience. Has that financial consultant done market research for you? Probably not. Or heck, I mean, asking me, a former wholesale buyer, to help you extend your shelf life. Am I a food scientist? Nope. (laughs) I am officially not qualified, again, to help you with product development. So a great consultant will tell you when they're not qualified to help you in certain ways. And if they claim that they can fix all of your business problems or help you with a really broad set of things that they don't actually have experience with... You are going to waste your money once you realize that you are simply paying for their their opinions instead of their expertise. So I like to think about it like this. I wouldn't ask my dentist to fix my broken toe, (laughs) right? So why would you ask your packaging designer to to solve your supply chain issue? So again, I see this a lot. I am in a lot of public Facebook groups. I'm in a lot of Slack channels, networking groups that are filled with smart food founders. It seems logical that you would mine that group for feedback, right? But every time I see a post that asks for feedback that is purely opinion-based, 
I wince a little bit knowing that that public solicitation of feedback can be dangerous when you don't know if that person who's responding would ever buy your product in the first place. We don't want to give weight to someone's opinions who isn't pulling out their wallet and paying for our products, right? So just remember, remember my example of the cat food and the baby food. Next time you're inclined to publicly post and ask, what do you think of my new logo in a free Facebook group? Okay, so that is mistake number one, asking the wrong people for their opinion on your product line or your business work. I'm going to be right back with mistake number two after a quick break. Hang tight. This episode is supported by my free workbook on 100 Wholesale Buyer No's. Why would you want a list of 100 heartbreaking reasons why a buyer says no to your product line, or frankly, why they never call you back in the first place? Well, when you anticipate the no, you can prepare your rebuttal, and that's exactly what I'm walking you through in this free download. Find it directly in the show notes, and you are going to be one step closer to getting those wholesale buyers to trust you, trust your product line, and place a first order. Okay, we are back, and if you are still with me, it is clear that you are okay with my tough love around asking for feedback. Thank you for listening and being open to how you can get better and more helpful advice that actually makes sense for your brand. So let's dive into the second way that you can solicit better feedback. So remember earlier in this episode, I shared the example of the Facebook post that makes me cringe a little bit. It's when a founder says the sentence, what do you think? It's almost like we could put could put like a, a big ta-da in front of it, like, Ta-da, here's my new packaging. What do you think? (laughs) Let's talk about why this isn't helpful when asking for feedback and what works better. Now, we're going to assume that you've already narrowed down your target audience and that you are asking the right people for their feedback. But let's, so let's say you have identified your dream consumer and you have the opportunity to ask them for their opinion. So do not, whatever you do, ask the question, what do you think? Why? Well, it is not helpful because it is way too open-ended and it's not going to give you specific, actionable feedback that you need in order to make strategic decisions in your business. If you've ever done this, if you've asked your audience, what do you think about my barbecue sauce? And you get a response that, that sounds like, it's good, or I like it. (laughs) You know exactly what I'm talking about here. You also likely have realized that people have a hard time giving constructive feedback, especially when they are face-to-face with you, the founder, and they don't want to hurt your feelings. When you ask, so what do you think? You are going to get a whole lot of positive, disingenuous feedback for your brand. So what do you do instead? Here's the key. Well, you figure out what specifically you are looking for feedback on and you may, and you craft these pointed questions that prompt your audience to give you answers that will actually help you make decisions. So let's run this through an example here. So you might be wondering again, whether or not to make your salsa more spicy or whether that five ounce size is more appealing than the eight ounce size, or maybe if people want to buy your sparkling beverage in four packs or six packs, right? All great questions that you might have about building your brand. You'd then want to develop audience questions that get responses that you are looking for. 
Here you would ask, and again, after truly vetting that this person is your target audience, so you would ask something like, on a scale of one to four, how would you describe your spice tolerance? How spicy would you rank this salsa that you just tasted? If you could shift the spice level, what direction would you push it? Or maybe, again, let's go back to that four-pack versus six-pack of sparkling beverage. Again, I would prompt something like this. I would ask my audience, what brands of sparkling beverages do you currently buy? How often do you buy them? What do you love about the current brand that you purchase? right? All of those questions are going to get you a whole lot closer to to determining what you should do to appeal to your target audience than asking that open-ended, what do you think of my sparkling beverage? (laughs) So does that make sense, you guys? Here, we are shifting away from those open-ended questions like, what do you think? And we are really developing pointed questions that are specifically mining our audience for information that we need in order to fine-tune our product offerings. All right, so there we have it. I told you it would be short and sweet today. So two things that you need to shift in order to get better feedback on your brand, making sure that you are asking the right people the right questions. So how did this land with you guys? I would love to know if this is going to be something that you implement in your business. Come back to our Food Biz Wiz Facebook group and continue the conversation with me. I would be happy to help you brainstorm those pointed questions for your audience. Find our group directly directly in the show notes, and I will see you over there. So from here, I'm going to be back next week with Gwen Squires, a food photographer who comes highly, highly recommended from many of our Retail Ready students. And we are talking all about getting your holiday photos ready for the fourth quarter. It is time. I'll see you right back here next week. Have a good one. Bye. Thank you for listening to Food Biz Wiz, the podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe so you never miss a beat. Hungry for more? Check out www.foodbizwiz.com. That's food, B-I-Z-W-I-Z.com for detailed show notes from all episodes. Thanks again for tuning in and stay busy.